Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The word of the Lord for our consideration this morning is a piece of the gospel reading from Matthew chapter 2, verses 9 through 12. These verses I'd like to reread. After they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. What word was used the most in that text? How about the third person plural pronoun, they? They did this, they did that, they went, they came, they saw, they knelt down, they worshiped, and they presented their gifts. (laughs) Everything in this text is about they as opposed to me or I. It's about they and them. They as opposed to me and mine. And this Sunday is filled with the days of the Christian faith, about the days and the we's, about us together as the people of God, sons and daughters of the Most High. Christianity gets accused of being rather exclusive. If you don't behave or believe as a certain group of Christians do, then you don't belong to that faith group. One of the things that I enjoy doing more than anything else in in this congregation is teaching the new member class. And one of the highlights of that new member class is, is giving a tour of the campus. And one of the pieces that we never show anybody is the secret chamber of secrets at St. John's Lutheran Church. It's where we keep the coal for the furnace on Sunday morning. There ain't none. There's no secret ritual, there's no secret thing, there's no secret code, there's no secret room, there's no secret form. I like to tease the new members, there's no secret tattoo or piercing that you have to have that we kind of look and elbow one another and go, you're in, right? You're in? We, we, We don't do that. Christianity, in its purest form, and Jesus with his message is not secret or even necessarily private, although there are pieces of our piety that are deeply personal to each and every one of us, but Christianity and Jesus are out there wide open. You talk about transparency. Jesus said, when I am lifted up, I will draw all of humanity unto myself. There's perhaps no other faith tradition in the history of humanity that is more inclusive than that of Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus had a special praise for women. Both his mother and her maternal aunt Elizabeth are central figures in the story of Jesus, as were the women who followed Jesus, as were the women who were at the cross with Jesus and were the first ones to say, we have seen the Lord. Names that we recognize like Mary of Magdala, Mary Magdalene. Jesus, they included also an ethnically and religiously diverse following. The wise men were not Jewish religiously or ethnically, 
But as they brought their gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh, they worshiped the Lord Jesus and protected him from Herod and his soldiers. The three kings of which we've just sung were a part of the they of Jesus as well. And as Jesus' movement became more and more inclusive, he had a fistful of what may be considered people like us following him as well. Nathaniel was found under a big tree visiting with Philip. And instead of saying, Jesus of Nazareth, this is great, he says, huh, a guy from Nazareth. How can anything good come from Nazareth? The ultimate skeptic would become a follower of Jesus. Matthew was a tax collector and more than likely a scoundrel. And Jesus said to him, come and follow me. Peter was a rockhead, yet Peter was a part of the they of Jesus' disciples. Judas was a betrayer. Thomas was a doubter. Mark was a young man who, when the chips were down, ran away just like the other ten. All a part of the they of Jesus. Jesus, it seems, had a place for everybody and for all of us. Jesus put together the great they. When culture didn't have a place for the hurting and the marginalized, Jesus did. Jesus had a place for the sick. Jesus had a place for those who were lonely. Jesus had a place for those whose sin was so egregious that other people had said, well, you just can't belong, you're out. Jesus had a place for those who were both physically and spiritually blind, all a part of the big they of Jesus, they and we, plural, plural pronouns driving this, not singular. We are together in this. Christianity is perhaps the most inclusive faith tradition in the history of the world. Now I get to turn this sermon. Where do you think I'm going to turn it? Where should I go? What should I say? What should it be as we think about ourselves, we think about our community, we think about our world as we head into 2024? Where should we turn this sermon and pivot? My sense is that we should keep this story clean. I'm not bringing my political proclivities, nor should you at this moment bring them into this story, tacking our anthropomorphisms, tacking our politics onto this, and, and looking primarily at this story through the eyes of maybe what we want to see rather than what we do see in the word and the promise of Jesus and the words and the actions of the wise men. Fascinating to think about. Maybe instead of talking about where we need to go, we should talk about where we've been and dig deep, deep into the Old Testament, thinking a little bit about the prophecy of the Messiah and what the Messiah would do and bring and the inclusive nature of the ministry of Jesus of Nazareth. These words from Isaiah 49, 5 and 6. And now this is what the Lord says. He who formed me in the womb to be his servant, to bring Jacob back to him and gather Israel to himself. For I am honored in the eyes of the Lord, and my God has been my strength. 
my God says, It is too small a thing for you to be my servant to restore the tribes of Jacob and to bring back those of Israel I have kept. I will also make you a light for the Gentiles that my salvation may reach the ends of the earth. Did you catch that last piece? I will also make you a light for the Gentiles that my salvation may reach to the ends of the earth. They and we and the ends of the earth. When we went to go visit the Holy Land about a year ago, last November, it was amazing how long it took. It was about 14 hours to fly to Istanbul. Now the jet was beautiful and we had lots of food, but I'm telling you 14 hours is a long time on an airplane. No matter how skinny fit or what do we say skinny rich and good looking that you are, that's a long time to sit down. And then it was another two hours into the Tel Aviv airport. To me, coming from LAX to Istanbul was going to the ends of the earth. And I'm fairly certain that the wise men did not go that far. But the focus of Christianity is, is to the ends of the earth. In Acts chapter 1, Jesus said, and you will be my witnesses in Judea and Samaria and to the very ends of the earth. Perhaps today with a perspective of the ends of the earth, we can look at ourselves sitting at the ends of the earth. Not too many of us come from Jewish roots. Not too many of us come from a, a Jewish philosophy. Not too many of us come from the ethnicity that comes from the Middle East. Actually, what we hold in common in Jesus is what unites us. It makes us one. It's faith in Jesus Christ that makes us a part of the they of the wise men and the we of the church. And Epiphany is a celebration of that. To the ends of the earth, everything about Jesus, everything about His redeeming work, everything is about the they and the we rather than the I and the me. And where Western Christianity has turned towards the personal experience instead of the body of Christ's corporate peace, I think we've gotten it wrong. Christianity is about community. And the point of the message is the point of Jesus' life, is the point of Isaiah's philosophy, I'm sorry, the point of Isaiah's prophecy, and that is this, that you fit in and that you belong into the family of faith that was pulled together by the redeeming work of Jesus on the cross. Isaiah's prophecy is fulfilled in you and me, in us, in we, in they, in community. You fit in the body of Christ. I love that. I think one of the greatest fears that people have is that you'll never, never fit. We look at ourselves and we say, if people really knew what I was thinking, they wouldn't. I'll never fit. My sin, I don't fit. My addiction, I'll never fit. My brokenness, no way. I'll always be in the courtyard looking into where all the, where they are. My weirdness, my idiosyncratic things, my, my weird little sayings, my odd little habits, I'll never fit in. 
I'm bound to be alone. I'll never be a part of the we or the they. Except for Jesus. No other faith has made it so clear and so easy. In Acts chapter 2, Peter says, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, for the forgiveness of your sins. He did not say, Come with me into this secret chamber and hear the real message of Jesus. No, Christianity doesn't operate that way. Peter says to a crowd of thousands of people, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, for the forgiveness of your sins. Water in the word of baptism rather than some bizarre cultic secret rite. No temple where only the clean can pass. No, rather in baptism, we are all made clean and linked to Jesus' death on the cross. And that death is the means by which he draws all of humanity unto himself. And the words of the prophet Isaiah are fulfilled. That Jesus would be a light to the world. Not just to the few, but to the world. And we together are part of that. A little bit different, Pastor Trevor and Betsy and a couple other people are headed to Kenya in the weeks to come, and there's some work that we're doing there that's super cool, and, and there's some more work that we can do there that's super cool. I'd love for you to be a, be a part of that, but, but I, I'm sorry, but in Kenya, I, I, I've been there twice, they don't sing Latin pieces, but boy, do they sing. I'll never forget taking the, the, the car and the van from Rowika and Embu back into Nairobi. Every little church singing and rocking and praising the Lord Jesus. Maybe not in Latin or with a pipe organ, which Charlie plays beautifully. But with the same word and promise of Jesus. Because the inclusive nature of the gospel reaches the very ends of the earth for what the church holds in common in Jesus in a rich and abiding faith is so much more than that would ever divide us. We together are a part of the they of Jesus and that's the good news, the gospel of Epiphany Sunday. There is nothing more diverse than the church of Jesus Christ in the history of mankind. There is no movement in the history of mankind that has been as inclusive as the church of Jesus Christ ever. And if you think what we see across the world is, you wait until that last day. When everybody is gathered around the throne of grace singing praises to the one who gave his life for us. Perhaps you came to worship today, you turned over a new leaf, you kind of looked at your life, and having that week uh, where Christmas falls, the 24th falls on uh, Sunday, it's just very, very difficult for us. But that last week was just so awkward. Oh, do I work? Do I not work? I've got vacation days, I could sign up. And it's like, ah! And, and I found myself with time to think, which is kind of dangerous sometimes for me. And there were some pieces that I looked at in my life of the previous year, and I go, Tim, you, gotta, you got some stuff to clean up here, bro. You got you to gotta get after this. Maybe you did the same. Maybe you came into church this morning after watching us online. Or maybe you're watching online this morning because your mom or dad sent you a link. And you're saying, yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe you said to yourself, if I don't switch up my rhythm this year, 
then this coming year will be as difficult as the previous year. And here you are. And that's super cool and super great. But I want you to know and to be certain of one piece. Those who turned over a new leaf and those who said, this is a part of the rhythm of my life. And that is this, that in Jesus you have a place. In Jesus you have a purpose. And in Jesus you have a community. And that's the good news of Epiphany Sunday, that you all, we all belong in the great day of Jesus. So I say to you this morning, <laughs> welcome home or welcome back. You are a part of the we, and we are a part of the they of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen.